This is Very Public Affairs, the podcast of the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. I'm here with Wayne Burns, our Executive Director here at the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. Wayne, today we're going to talk about preparing for a federal election. Just first of all, what's at stake in a federal election for a large organisation and how important is it to have a plan for a potential change in government? The Boy Scout and Girl Scout motto uh, be prepared is very important. Companies and government enterprises as well that may face considerable regulatory and policy change would have already, before any election, whether it's a federal election, a state election or any election in most Asia-Pacific countries where liberal democracies exist and there are elections, uh, would have done, in good practice manner, would have done some groundwork before uh, the election anyway. So all the major parties and independents and crossbenchers uh, they'd have a pretty good idea, the company would, about uh, where they stood on public policy and where public policy positions were uh, unclear, the organisation would have positioned their preferred policy position anyway. So the main thing with a change of government is to be ready if there are changes of personnel, as there always are in MPs' offices. Um, uh, if uh, a government is returned, you may not necessarily get the same ministers in the same portfolios. You may not get the same secretaries or deputy secretaries or first assistant secretaries in the departments. They might decide it's time to change and move on, um, the public servants. And we've seen instances in the past where governments themselves, incoming governments, have uh, uh, done a nice sort of the long knives and, in their view, cleaned out, which is, in other words, to decimate the senior levels of the public service and move on uh, senior departmental officials who um, they don't believe are um, apolitical or who they don't think they can get along with. And we've seen that with governments of, of all hues, but especially in Australia with uh, the coalition government when it came into office in 2013. Also, a company does very well to prepare for a change of, if there's a change of government, and even if there's not, senior figures will uh, potentially move around. So the uh, Minister for Finance, for example, and the Shadow Minister for Finance may not be the Minister of Finance or the Shadow Minister for Finance um, if the status quo remains. People do move around. And the opposition Shadow Minister for Finance, who may be the Shadow Minister today, may not be the minister in an incoming government. So you've got to be prepared to go with the flow, uh, but to have your information and your preferred policy positions ready to go into whoever you need to make the case for. And often it's probably, and it can be, in many cases, a member of parliament who you really haven't dealt with uh, before because they will become a new minister or an existing minister, if a government is returned, will will move on. So I guess it's a good question. because we discussed it beforehand, so it is a good question. Uh, the, good quest- the good question, the answer in a nutshell is uh, be prepared. Be also prepared to be fleet of foot after the election, even if there is a, not a change of government because personnel will move around, people in ministers' offices will move around, the departmental officials will move around. So have your relationship sneakers on and get ready to run in them. So to other questions that we've discussed beforehand, um, what about industries? So a change in government would impact certain industries more than others. 
Could you talk through the industries that would feel the most impact if the election results in a change in government? So change of government in Australia as in change of government in places like uh, New Zealand or Indonesia uh, as well, you do see a change in priorities. And just sticking with this uh, federal election uh, in Australia, if there's a change of government, uh, Mr Morrison and the coalition loses office and Mr Shorten and the uh, Australian Labor Party uh, win office. Uh, With an ALP government, if you're in financial services, if you're in energy, and especially renewables, and we're talking about generation here as well, as well as distribution and retail, if you're in superannuation, if you are in the business of having your personal arrangements through a trust structure. So if you're if you're in the accountancy industry or if you're in the investment sector as well, there will be change. Well, that's what the, the opposition has laid out. There will be considerable change. There could be changes also in other industries, including childcare and including aged care as well. And if you're uh, in the tech sector, the ALP has also indicated that companies like Google and companies like Facebook and companies like Apple, who operate under a royalty arrangement where they basically pay pay a significant uh, franchise fee back to uh, their parent company in a low-tax environment to minimise their tax in Australia. If you're in that sector with those arrangements, you can be pretty sure that there's going to be change also. So you basically listed a, a whole suite of industries. Is any industry safe? Whether they're safe or not, if they're safe probably from policy change or regulatory change, uh, there hasn't been too much discussion about agriculture, excepting the over a period of time, the winding down of live exports of uh, sheep to the Middle East. So that's one part of the agricultural sector uh, that you'll see change and probably water allocation as well. A review of the Murray-Darling Basin um, water allocation so maybe some changes in agriculture. Manufacturing, it doesn't look like there's going to be um, much change if you're in a manufacturing industry as well. And there are lots of other areas, uh, healthcare, education. There could be changes, but not the type of radical changes that's been talked about around re- retirement incomes and the property market or around uh, energy resources or around industries, including uh, banking and finance. You've worked for a treasurer as a media advisor and also in the private sector too. Could you just share maybe a good and a bad example of companies uh, which have got their change management strategies right and those which have got it wrong as well when they're faced with a change in government? I think the observation that companies in the past that have found it difficult, and especially in in terms of government relations, have been difficult to make the transition, if you like, of dealing with a a new government uh, or a new party of government. Observations are that some of those companies include companies that may have been very vocal um, opposing certain policies of the incoming party of government. So access is not um, as easy. And we saw that with an industry, with the housing industry, more than 20 years ago with the Hawke-Keating government where the Housing Industry Association actually ran candidates against the ALP in certain seats uh, to make a point about housing policy or actually tax policy treatment of of negative gearing and uh, they were frozen out for the rest of the term of the Labor government. So that's an example before uh, an election and a result. The the companies that are best prepared are the companies who who have relationships across the senior uh, front bench and also the back bench because uh, not everyone's going to be a minister and 
It's good to have relationships with up-and-coming uh, members of parliament on, on all sides as well. Also, the companies often focus, because that's where the action is, the legislation is on government, and aren't so engaged with or prepared to deal with um, public service and uh, changes in public uh, service personnel, senior personnel, uh, because they're focused solely in their industry area and maybe not on broader business issues. So companies that are well prepared do have uh, relationships across the public service, not just uh, you know, for an energy company, not just with the you know, departments uh, of environment and energy, but a- across the spectrum uh, they have relationships. So they're better prepared as well. And also what often happens with a change of government is that the focus is entirely on the government. And what we've seen over many years, and uh, you know, s- some of our centre members are superb at this, is that the darkest time of being a political party at the state or federal level is when you lose an election and uh, you've got no friends. That's a really good time uh, for companies to straight away begin building uh, new relationships with the party that lost government, especially if they've lost badly and they're having a good look about who they are and what they stand for. That's a terrific time to influence policy of a parliamentary party. And personnel in those parties, um, staffers and uh, MPs, really remember when they've been out of fashion and, and the corporations that have stuck with their engagement and have engaged with them to uh, have their say, but also to support policy development. So it's good to have friends before you need them. And that's a that's a, a, a really good way. And we've again, we've seen many examples of companies that do this really well across the spectrum. But don't forget about the vanquished opposition when uh, uh, when a party of government uh, loses office, because when they're, they'll be back in office one day and uh, they'll remember uh, who is around in, in the darkest hours as well. So that's definitely something that's a, a good practice. Also, we'd make an observation that uh, companies that do this particularly well also engage, re-engage very rapidly with the party machines. So with the federal coalition parties, the National Party and the Liberal Party, and also with um, the Australian Labor Party and in the Senate, the Greens are the main game. Dealing with those party organisations pretty quickly after an election, they're saying, well, you know, here's our position and um, we're going to be putting it to your parliamentary uh, representatives in terms of this position. But, you know, we're, we're here, we're, we're, we're open and we want to be part of the policy discourse. That's, uh, that's good practice as well. Also, an election after an election is often a good time if a party is thinking about changing its public policy position. It's an apt time to do that because there's been a change of government, the opposition is looking um, at its policies, crossbenchers, if they're important in the legislative process, which is definitely the case in the Senate in, in Australia and has been in the House of Representatives for the last at least uh, six months especially, and in the Gillard and Rudd governments in the past, ensuring that if there is a change in uh, public policy positioning, that those MPs are made aware of it. And it's actually a good time to, to, to push the reset button if, if a company uh, needs to. What we don't see as much as we used to see also in in being prepared is companies transparently and publicly stating what their public policy positions are and publishing them on the website and having them uh, very open for everyone uh, to see. There's often an analogy to do that, to write things down and saying this is what we stand for from a public policy point of view, but it used to be quite common. And we're seeing some companies put a bit more effort into that now, and we we identify that as definitely as, as good practice. 
So the federal election is a bit of a scary time sometimes, but it's also a time of great opportunities for a lot of big companies. It could be a scary time for some organisations who have the position, well, this proposed change, either from the government if it sticks around or the opposition if it becomes the party of government. Yeah, that could be a bit scary saying, well, we really don't want this to happen. It's, it's, it's not going to be great for us. But it's also um, an opportunity, as you say, for new relationships, uh, for getting in there and seeking to, to be part of the policy discussion and being around the table when discussions are, are being had rather than possibly being on the menu if, you, if you're not around the table. And companies who do find themselves on the menu have often not been there when those important discussions are happening. And that's, that's the challenge. That's what government relations is all about, is being there when those important conversations are being had, coming with an evidence base and knowing or at least ensuring that the decision makers knowing where that company or that industry sector or that industry stands. That's, that's pretty important. Well, Wayne, thanks very much for your insights. I'm sure they're much appreciated from our listeners. Thank you very much, uh, Joseph, and uh, thank you very much for helping both of us write the questions uh, for this podcast. <laughs> My uh, favourite part of the job. A few uh, Dorothy Dixes, and uh, I, I think you're right. It's an exciting time, uh, especially being in government relations and corporate public affairs before, during, and, and just after an election, and we wish all our members well with their government liaison over the next couple of months. If you enjoyed this episode of Very Public Affairs, subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. For more, visit the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs website at www.accpa.com.au.